A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Guess what? What? It's time for another DNA Airwaves episode. Welcome, everybody. There's Dariki Palmer over there. And Yo. I'm Matt Kesselman, and Anthony is conquering a mountain today. Yes, he is. Conquering mountains. He found one that's still snowy. <laughs> How are you, Matt? I'm okay. You yeah, know, yeah. things are happening. Things are happening. That's <laughs> very true. Everybody's about to find out soon mm. what things are happening. But, you know. That's life. How about you? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I could complain, but nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah, really nobody cares. It's the honest you to God truth. hear about people's problems every day. And uh, well, that reminds me of this idea called the monkey sphere. Have you ever heard of the monkey sphere? Mm-mm. So there's this uh, psychological idea yeah. that a, a human being is only capable of caring about... A certain number of people. I think I have actually heard of this. So like no matter how much you want to, I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of uh, neurotypical person that does yeah. have this ability, but you are physically incapable of caring about everybody in the world. Right. You just can't. Like you hear about, I don't know, there was a landslide and, and 5,000 people died or whatever. You're like, that's terrible. Yeah. But your heart doesn't break for them. Yeah. You, they're not in your monkey sphere. There's only a small sphere of other people uh, that we're capable of caring about. Right. So, yeah, Do you know that, that number? I thought it was something, don't quote me, I read this a long time ago, but around 100 people, maybe a That's bit weird. more. Yeah, I heard the same one. It was either 100 or 150. Something like that. Yeah. And anything after that, like people that have 1,000 friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. if you know 800 of those died, you'd be like, That's a shame. Right. But you're not going to really, really, really uh, suffer about it. And that sort of goes back to nobody cares. People really, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, but I think it's mostly a good thing. Yeah. Nobody cares. I agree. Nobody cares when you mess up, uh, unless, you know. You well, some people do. And in this day and age, I think um, people seem to care a lot about the mess ups. Where's your mic condom? One sec, I'll get mm, it for you. Sure. People care about problems and... Yeah. They like to kind of kick people when they're down, I find. That's why you never celebrate the good or the bad. Just keep going. But I think even... I mean online, like sharing that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Whatever happened to just privacy? Right. Just died. Yeah, just leave it alone. It's Yeah, it's it's weird because I was listening to a podcast and these artists were talking about, you know, the addiction that they have and... One of the people that were probably in my, like my age range were like, "Why don't you guys just get off of these apps and just like stay off your phones?" And it's easy for people like myself who lived in a time where there was no yeah. phones, where it's harder for these kids. Like 
That's like telling me that, you know, I don't know. Just I, I, I don't even know if I could really have something to relate to them, but it's part of their lives. Like that that whole, it it, the whole social media, you know, sharing and just like lack of privacy. That's the world they grew up in. That's the world they know is this like you share everything, you go through everything online and yeah. you react to things online. <laughs> it's uh, It's weird. Because I really don't want to believe that that's where the world is heading, but it seems to be that that's blending in with real life a lot more than I would like to acknowledge. Just social media and the presence yeah. and impact it seems to have on people. It's a performative thing, and you see, like, yeah, you're saying that the the new generation, but I'm seeing people my age who like go on an excursion, like a family thing with yeah. the wife and kid, and there's like twelve stories yeah and three posts it's like look at your kid what are you doing nobody else cares about you and your family yeah except for you know grandma grandpa and some close friends send them the photos right why are you showing all of us it i to me it devalues the family trip absolutely in a sense you know absolutely well why yeah, I, I always wondered that too. And not like, there's another phenomenon with that, like, why are you doing this? Where people take pictures with celebrities, but if you got to see the behind the scenes of how they got that picture, <laughs> yeah. you'd be sad. Like because it's Kirsten usually- Dunst thing. Huh? Like that Kirsten Dunst video we saw? Exactly. Very Look up similar. Kirsten Dunst selfie. It's really it's bizarre. I that. went to a UFC event and watched people try and get pictures with Dana White. And it was one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen in my life. And with the ring girls. So the ring girls are like, you, the, they just like basically hold up the round card every time there's a fight. Are they famous specifically? In the UFC, there's like four that have, you know, kind of been well known because they were kind of the the pioneers. of. It's quite a gig. Yeah, I guess. And they kind of leveraged it, I'm sure, to make themselves a micro celebrity in some way, shape or form. But Sure. Watching them trying, like people try and get pictures, all nervous. There's no talking. They just like they're sticking their phone out, like they're trying to bribe a monkey with fruit. Like, huh? <laughs> and then the person will smile and wave them over, and then it's they turn on the smile, the flash goes off, and then they're mis They're like, they don't say thanks or nice to meet you. It's just take the picture. Everyone goes back, and it's like then you post that like you met her and had a moment with her, but you didn't. Gross. It's so gross. Yeah, and then there's the thing, I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram too, because we both have a disease, mm, um, yeah. where people throw their phone on stage. Yeah, I just saw Jack like, Harlow. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah, and then they take a selfie. I remember I was at an Idan Reichel concert. He's an Israeli uh, artist. And mm. somebody threw what was his name? Idan Reichel. Mm. He's actually, he would be a recommendation. He will be my recommendation today. How about that? Okay, He's fair enough. very unusual. Somebody threw a phone on the stage and he just mm -hmm. took the phone and chucked it like to the back of the hall. Wow. It was great. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, another one I saw was Doja Cat. Someone she took someone's phone, and just kind of like, but everyone's hoping for that moment, and it's like, guys, just enjoy the show. Like you, you really don't get to enjoy the show. I wholeheartedly Getting a good agree. Photo that. takes a while. I agree, and it takes, and not only that, most times they don't go back and watch that video. And How many like, photos do you have on your phone that you're never going to look at again? You'll at get a least new phone. Eighty percent. You'll get a new phone, rinse and repeat. Throw that shit away. Start a new one. 
You know, some yeah. people like you, yeah. I back up my photos. I've never looked at them yet. Right. You know, um, yeah. one day in 2050, I'll sit down and go, oh boy. Oh. But, but really? Yeah. Like who are, who are, and again, it's no one online in, in 10 years is going to go, oh, nice shot. You right, know, like it right. doesn't. And this is something that I'm still trying to get, wrap my head around and maybe I'm just too old for it. Yeah. Uh, Instagram people, Instagrammies, what do we call them? <laughs> Instagrammies, we can call uh, them that. Instagrammies delete everything and start fresh like yeah. every half a year or something. Yeah, All that beautiful work. Why is your profile empty now? And it's clearly something we're missing because they have 50,000 followers and right. million followers. I still argue that I don't think a majority of people can even leverage those audiences to maximize. Probably not. You know, like to, to really get the most out of Instagram, which is probably making money but or influence at least to direct someone to a revenue stream that you have. That's a good point. Yeah, this idea that once you have a certain amount of followers, you can monetize it is true. Right. But does everybody monetize right. it? And monetizing it often is a little bit like selling your soul. A lot like selling your soul. <laughs> it's just like every post is like, hey guys, it's me with these new nicotine gummies. No, I don't smoke, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think these are great, right. you know? Yeah. And it's like... No, I'm with you. It, I, I see, but the thing is with com comedians do it and they're like openly like, I don't use this. Yeah, but, this yeah. Is the, but yeah, the Instagram thing is rough. And I, I think as old men, we're just sort of bitching at how Absolutely. we're just not getting it. Yeah. But I think there is an element of like this too much. Uh, way it's yeah, too much. Yeah, I think what like what it, like yeah. I have so many questions about social media, but like where does it go from here? You know, like where's the next step of just like <laughs> intrusiveness of just people's lives, like constant live where it's just like you can't even turn it off now you're just live all the time you know what i mean well i don't know i this is starting to be big questions that we really can't predict of course um and that's the thing is i was reading about predictors there mm. are people whose job it is like for big companies to predict the future really yeah to try i guess to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have pretty good success in like the year or two mark mm -hmm. but anything past five yeah. Humanity learned, you just can't predict. That's fair. Because in 2007, when Steve Jobs was like, check out the iPhone, could anybody guess any of this? Right. There was this period of the app store for like almost five years yeah. where the best apps were that beer drinking app. Right. Remember right. that? Yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. And or like, Fruit Ninja. <laughs> and it was like, okay, these are cute. Yeah, but yeah. Like, so it, it's hard to predict something that our species hasn't gone accustomed to i'm with you on that yeah but uh we'll see because i kind of feel like this is this might reduce productivity for humans in general mm. you know yeah and if if this is a big circle where we need to be productive so we can make money so that those advertisers can efficiently take that money from us yeah which sounds sinister it's just how the economy works right but if we're less efficient because of instagram and more depressed. Which I'm feeling both. <laughs> I think so. I went to uh, the McDonald's drive-thru today, which mm -hmm. is part of my depression. Yeah. But yeah. every it was one of the big ones. Every single drive-thru window, there were five of them, were smashed with a hammer. Wait a minute. They have five drive-thru windows? Yes. Where did you go? North York. On the way here. Wait, five well, drive-thru well, windows? No, hold, sorry. I should say that there are th two 
Yeah, but the, I mean the actual like screen machines because uh, you go to one and then you look at the menu and then you go to the one and you make the order. So right. we just went with the baseball bat and smashed all of them. Oh, like, like the menu are, boards. People are just losing it. And they th- well, I, I mean, COVID and everything. But yeah. I think also um, this fake show everybody puts on, every mm-hmm. person on Instagram has a perfect life, supposedly. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. And then you see them in person and they're like tearing out their hair and they're sweating. They're like, what am I going to do? And then, <laughs> every person... So, Even just watching them in their like daily life, there was a person that I'd met one of one of the first times I actually met you, and there was someone here that was a social media personality. Uh, I'm trying to think of who that and, was. And uh, I noticed that she was unable to really turn off the personality, and she was always the YouTuber. And I was like, I know you're being the YouTuber still. And I don't, maybe I'm maybe I'm reading into. Can you too give much. me a hint? Um, Red Bull. I think it was Red Bull. No. Hmm. You'll tell me after. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not even like we're. It's everybody. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like this. And and you and I, one of us would sing. Like under our breath, the new TikTok sensation right, song. Yeah, and, you'd and then know immediately, <laughs> and then we both be like, "Oh no!" Because yeah. we know that in order to memorize that, we had to, to watch scroll it. through yeah. hours of this stuff and waste our lives. I do that a lot, where I test the waters and just do something that I know I've kind of like. You crazy? You you crazy? I'll do it just to see who <laughs> giggles and gets it, because then I know you are just as sick as I am. <laughs> and I definitely think I'm sick. Like I've we've talked about it ad nauseum but i don't think i've shared on the podcast just the idea that i could be watching something or doing something in the second my brain no longer wants to pay attention to whatever that is i grab my phone and i go on instagram i didn't get an alert because those are off no notifications nothing i just i have this weird gravitation and i see my wife has the same thing with facebook marketplace where she just will go and i find that there's like the moment my brain could wander the addiction is like oh go on your phone and i worry that that's like the trend for more people is that like when we have that chance or that moment where our brains are not turning off but disinterested in what we were focusing on that we go right to our phones even in social situations that are like awkward and you don't want to talk you just pull out your phone and start scrolling it's really interesting yeah it's um we haven't evolved to really have any stops to Mm. anything because in in the wild there's kind of not enough of everything right so we're wired to seek out validation there's never enough we're wired to to um, seek out status. Right. And the apps are designed to do that too. They're right? des- yeah, it's not just that we're exposed to them so we got used to it. It's yeah. that anything successful, like going back to we're all hairless monkeys, yeah. is when somebody hones in on our biology and goes, uh-huh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. there's no escaping our biology right. yet. Right, right, You right. know? Yeah. Um, but wouldn't that be interesting for... Uh, for genetic engineering, if we could take those things out. What things? Like the things that... Those stupid drives. Draw us to Instagram yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. That would be fascinating. But I think it would be like psychos. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Just mm. focused psychos. There's a lot of human behavior. Like imagine if we could take out 
human horniness Ugh. where you can just l- I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> but you wouldn't miss it. You could you you if I didn't know no it. Longer, I know it so I would miss it, but I would That's true. That's but true. if I didn't know it I would miss it. You're right. But if you just took it away today I'd be depressed. What about if we're looking at those and we're like, oh, this baby, we can see genetically, he's going to like basically be a rapist. He's got so much mojo coming out of him. Maybe we should turn that down before he's born or we'll just let him roam free and see what happens. I think we'll that's been that a thought point. exercise before someone had Definitely. presented that, especially with like baby Hitler. They're like, if, baby if you... Hitler, do, 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 baby Hitler. But if you knew what he was going to do, would you still let that baby grow up? <laughs> there's, it's a fictional book. We don't have a way to do this yet. Mm. Um, but there's a fictional book, I forget what it's called, where they cloned Hitler four times and tried to give these Hitlers to different foster families yeah. to replicate his childhood as much as possible. Really? And none of them became... Wait, but murderous. it's a fictional book. It's a fictional okay, book, yeah, 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 but yeah. the the lesson of the fictional book is that nurture is a huge part of it. It Absolutely, has to happen yeah. exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, he went to World War One and he got his ass kicked, and right. he watched Germany fall to its knees, right. and then he was like, "That's not fair," even though it was totally fair because mm-hmm. he started it. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, I yeah. also surprisingly, I don't. I'm learning so much about World War Two because, like, the, we'll never finish learning about that war. There mm-hmm. are so many stories. Um, I didn't realize that the Holocaust kind of started happening towards the very end when the Germans were losing. Oh, really? And they're like, you know what? Might as well take care of the Jewish problem at least. Mm. That was like their last ditch effort, which is kind of even more gross to think about. What were their plans if they were going to win? Yeah. Enslavement? Probably enslavement. Most likely. But um, yeah, to be honest, I've only dipped my big toe into researching World War II. Every time I do, I get obviously incredibly depressed and just like, imagine living in that time. Like, I know it's not exact, but I'm sure it's pretty close. The beginning of like Save a Private Ryan or some of these war movies. It's completely, it's, that's how it went. I believe, I, yeah. but I don't want to just like, oh, it's fact. But like pulling down that door, like that door to hit the the beach and it's just like, imagine being one of those guys watching eight guys in your little boat just get ripped to smithereens and you got to still keep trying to go forward yeah, towards that Yeah, you can't run beach. back. You have to yeah. go, that's the way I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, I get like stressed out watching that. Like it's terrifying. And these men did that. Like a lot of men parachuted who'd never parachuted before, just jumped out of planes and were like, in the name of freedom, I'm going to go shoot some and a lot of Nazis. them were like 16, 15. Right, yeah, just kids trying to like, you know, figure it out. And I mean, I've seen, I got to see Afghanistan and Kuwait happen in real time, which was a di- uh, obviously a completely different war because of the technology, but. And it was a much smaller scale. Right. It wasn't Way to smaller. the very last man right. standing kind of mentality either. Yeah, but um, just living in that and being in that. I just, sometimes it's hard to wrap my head around that idea. Netflix has two series. One's called World War II in Color. I saw that. Did you watch it? I, no, sorry, I saw the And the, the other one's called ne- uh, World War II in Color something. Uh, there's another one with yeah. like the, the Pacific Theater and with Africa. And uh, it's just like, we don't, when you watch that, you're like, we don't need Star Wars. This right. is a lot more epic, right. and it actually happened. Right, it's unbelievable yeah. that actually happened, and and we're still to this day sort of it's we're still in that aftershock. Oh yeah, it's still happening. Yeah, 
Oh, time moves so slowly. Yeah, it's uh, it's not as yeah, it's not you. We think about like when I was in high school, like that seems like a long time ago, but it's not really that long ago. Even World mm -hmm. War One is not that long ago in the grand no. scheme of time, you know. And that's why it's funny when people are like, "We don't want things to change. This is the way it's got to be." It's like, well, look, two hundred years before, it right. was totally different. Look mm -hmm. another two hundred years before, it was totally different. This yeah. way of life is in, in no shape or form a long tradition. Right. Right. You're right. Speaking of that, do you think, because we kind of went off, but as far as long traditions, do you think that, I don't, but I'm curious to get your thoughts, out of the like major social media platforms that are still existing, one, when did they actually, I don't remember. I remember Facebook must have been 2006. Yeah. When did Twitter come to the world? Shortly after? It's a good question. But uh, I wasn't 100% sure. But which ones, once we find out which, like when they were invented or when they were launched, how long do you think or which one do you think will stand to last the longest? Because um, at first I thought Twitter wasn't going to last that long, but it's stood the test of time. Also 2006. I just oh, looked interesting. it up. I don't think we're capable of guessing what large companies are going to do. Right. Because large companies are not a person. And mm. they... I'm, I'm not an economist, but it, there seems to be two, two waves of motion for a large corporation. Unfortunately, uh, once a corporation grows big enough, it switches. So the first wave is innovation. We need to create a, the, the, a product that everybody needs. And right. We need to get a name in the market and all that. And then after that... Um, that's usually when the big boys are hired, right? They bring in some CEO that whatever ran BP before or something and they go, okay, we need to, uh, sell more shares and then we need to make sure that our shareholders are actually getting paid. So they do whatever they can to put money in the investors pockets immediately. Yeah. And that means changing the direction of the company. It means uh, cutting costs. It means firing people. It means moving to a cheaper factory. It means moving countries. Um, and that's why you just can't guess. Because if I'm looking at, at Apple and I'm like, this is what Apple is doing. What happens when Tim Cook is replaced? Yeah. The next person. Or what happens when there's uh, pr pressure from the board on Tim Cook to resign, what a, yeah. resign or, or start offering things at a different price or start cutting quality? So I don't know. Right. I don't know what Elon Musk is going to do. I don't know if it matters so much. Because um, if this social media doesn't work out, another one will pop up. Yeah. It's just how we communicate now. Through social media? I think so. Do we, though? On, on some scales, yeah. Like the war in Ukraine is basically all social media. Fair enough. We wouldn't know about any of this stuff. If it wasn't for Twitter. And, and it's yeah. just horrible. I don't think the Ukrainian people are going to forgive the Russian people for at least a generation or two. How could they? It's, yeah. I mean, I'm not as... Um, on top of the current situation in the Ukraine. But to me, it seems odd that it's taken Russia so long if they were a military superhouse. But I don't want to get into this type of talk. But well, I just figured it would have been. Hmm? They're right. not as strong as we thought. Right. There was also a rumor that he has, he's battling cancer. Have you heard that? 
or am I just there's a lot of rumors in the wrong and there's no way to know. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to wish uh, illness yeah. on people, but you know, there's a line. Yeah, yeah, and he's um, wishing illness on an entire country. Yeah, it's well. The thing is, one of the funny things that I've noticed is that when people started boycotting Russia, all they could really boycott was vodka because mm-hmm. they don't make anything else, right? Well, they don't make anything else that we consume. Well, what do they make? Brooms? Like I've they, seen they in, have oil. I've seen in and weirdly enough in Cuba a lot of things that are made in Russia. Well, but you know why? Yes, right. So I saw like, <laughs> but I'm just saying like I I know that I'll never see a Russian tractor. But I was like, wow, this is like a Russian tractor. Everything was in Russian. And it's I, I di- was a different mentality. Have you seen a modern Lada car, like a, the Russian Lada? It looks like a. It's the exact same design that they had in the seventies. Nobody mm. was like, maybe we should, uh, you know, innovate, update. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just a different mentality, and uh, also grain. They export a lot of grain, which, mm. by the way, next year with Ukraine and Russia, who are like together the top grain suppliers of the world, we're not going to have a lot of bread because they didn't have the opportunity to. To plant the seed this year. I think Canada will be okay. We have Saskatchewan. We do. We but we ups. also, it's so weird how the world works because we sell that and then we buy Ukraines and it's not mm. like we just get to keep it. Um, mm. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens next year. We're probably headed towards a recession. I've been reading well, it's that already as well. here, but I think. Um, oh, not yet. It's, it's going to get. A little worse in some areas. I don't think every area is going to be impacted too crazily. Things are going to slow down, but I don't think it's going to be as uh, like gas. The gas though thing that shit doesn't make sense to me. Why not? Uh, just how it's literally doubled in the last, you know, twenty four months. Less than that since COVID, it's literally doubled, and. Uh, I can kind. I, I would. I'd love to hear someone explain to me why it would go up to two fifteen and then drop forty five cents in less than a day. Like it doesn't make when sense. When did it drop? So it it didn't drop recently. I'm saying before mm. when there was uh, there was just weird fluctuations. Maybe a year into COVID, and then all of a sudden it went from a dollar. What was it? Dollar fifty something to dollar seventy to dollar ninety. Two dollars, and uh, as a like you know, just like a civilian, I have a hard time understanding how it spikes that quickly, that fast when they're continually making record breaking profits every year. That's the part I don't have the if they were losing money, if they weren't the top 10 earners every year, I would be like, okay, cool, but they continue to be the dominating force, (laughs) and it's like, okay, well. I think the only solution um, is to switch energy sources. Yeah. And we're getting there. Mm. We're actually getting to a point where we can... Do you think that's also contributing to the... Because they see the I end, think so, so they're like, we got to charge as much I now because so. five years from now we won't be able to get I think the much. writing on the wall, especially for countries that mostly deal with oil yeah. and that's their main export... Um, like countries in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be looking at that like, what's the, yeah, the, what's going to happen when nobody wants this oil? What's right. going to happen to Dubai? Like all this stuff is oil money. Yeah. So hopefully that makes them rethink 
their luck and start investing in, you know, uh, they've already done that, but they've already invested in other things with their oil money. But sure, but yeah, I still, I'm just, you're right. It's a matter of getting off of that and switching to a different energy source. But even then, the electric is a, is that even sustainable? Completely like, sustainable. Really? Absolutely. Someone 100%. said that the, the the idea of every human being having electric cars or like the amount of cars that we have, we wouldn't be able to produce that many electric cars. I forget the actual number, but the amount of energy that hits the earth from the sun in a second or an hour exceeds what humanity uses in a year. Really? Wait, say that again? The amount of energy from the sun mm-hmm. that hits the earth. In a- I'm here, you know what? We're going to pause. I'm going to look this up. Pause, pause, pause. Okay, here, here's the number. In one hour, the earth receives 173,000 tetrawatt hours. I think that's what the T stands for, of mm-hmm. energy from the sun. In one hour. During the year 2017, humanity consumed 160 tetrawatt hours. And wait, in we in one hour we get how much? A little bit more than what all of humanity uses. Wow! Because all the fuel that we're burning is Crazy. sunlight. Right. It is sunlight. It's sunlight that our predecessors turned into material mm. from the carbon in the air. It's all solar energy. Fuel is solar energy. Natural gas is solar energy. Everything is except for nuclear. That's not solar. Although it was made in a sun. So in that case, in that sense, it is solar. When you say it was made in a sun, what do you mean? Well, every material, with the exception of hydrogen and a little bit of helium, all the entire universe was just hydrogen and helium mm-hmm. at first, mostly hydrogen. And what made the other elements, as I don't know if you remember the term alchemy, yeah. back in the, you know, for hundreds of years, humanity was fascinated with can we turn one metal like cheap metal into gold. Mm. Turns out you can, but for that you need a star. So you take these hydrogen atoms and you put them under immense gravitational pull. Yeah. And they squeeze into each other so hard that they turn into that they join together and turn into one helium element. Mm. And that gives off a lot of energy. Gotcha. And then you squeeze the helium some more and you get I forget what's next. Then you squeeze that some more. So everything about us, like you, every part of your body was made in a sun. Right. So in a sense, you are a former star. Mm, Speaking of former stars. Hey. (laughs) uh, Did you get a chance to watch uh, This Is Pop? Yes. I watched Mm. Boys to Men and Mm. I watched Autotune. I watched both of those as well. And uh, how big of, like, I was a really big Boys to Men fan when they kind of had their Motown Philly to that second album run. Um, were you a fan of Boys Men back in the day? Or I think I only came online like right after when right. the boy bands came in. Got you. The other boy bands came into play. Right. And it was, uh, that was interesting to see how in the documentary they correlated Boys to Men's rise to fame and then the boy bands rise to fame as their demise. It was very clear. Mm-hmm. It was very clear. And I think the biggest point that they made there, because uh, please watch this. What is it called? This, this, is, is, this pop. is Pop on Netflix. Great series. Has a bunch of yeah. different episodes. In in many ways, they've pioneered a lot of 
what is a modern pop because right. as we we talked about it before the first pop song was in the 20s or the 10s. Putting on the Ritz. Putting right? on the Ritz. Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, the idea that there's music that everybody can kind of shuck and jive to is yeah. not a new thing. But right. this modern pop, which r- really is, a, again, a remix of R&B, mm-hmm. a remix of um, just really anything with r- rhythm. And in, in, in there, there's gospel. And in there, there's some ballady ideas, too. Yeah. And they took all that and made what is sort of like modern pop. But there was one point in there that really sort of drives the point home. And that is that I remember this too. Everybody's walls were plastered, even boys with the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. We all had posters. We all had posters. I'll we all had that. Posters. Not of Backstreet NSYNC, but we all had posters. A lot. I've, I remember boys with NSYNC posters. Really? They like the music. It's not always like a sexual I like the crush. music, but I I guess because I was in high school, I had to kind of keep it on the low. I couldn't yeah. let people know I liked it. It was, it was a different time. I think it was a little different in Israel for like how you how you present the music you're into. It was more acceptable, the, the poster thing. Well, it's not only that, there was just less hang-ups probably about those types of silly things. Like as a teenager in that particular right. time, I... Silly things would just, you know, you can't do that. That made people think you're gay. It's just like, sure. So, you know what I mean? Like, well, we had the earring thing for gayness. Remember right, that? If right, you put an yeah. earring in your right ear, <laughs> and I was guilty of that too. I put it in my left ear like an idiot. Right. But like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Like, that's the signal. Right. Um, um, boys to men pop music. Boys to, right, right, right. So, and this idea of like, I forget who was saying it, but he was like, I doubt there were too many boys to men posters on people's walls. Yeah. And that was a big thing. When you're listening to the music, it's as great as it can be, mm-hmm. right? It, they were better singers. Right. Than each boy band had a one or two good singers. Yeah. Timberlake. Right. Um, JC Chavez. And sure. Boys, who's the Backstreet Boys? Oh, the blonde guy. Carter. He was no. pretty good. Well, Nick they had more because even like there was four guys that could hold their own. It's sure, sad they that could, I know their not, names, but I'm not going to say But not them. like Boys to Men. Right. Those right, guys right, right, right. were, and in the documentary they show like, and this was really popular for those of you that don't remember, you'd have a boy band on like a radio interview and they'd yeah. be like, can you sing happy birthday yeah, to, our, yeah, yeah. to our intern? Um, and they would stop and work out all the notes and be like, if you want us to do this, we yeah, have to yeah, work yeah. on it. Like they... <laughs> They did not mess around at all. Did you um, see that? Sorry, when you said that about Happy Birthday, I'll never forget this interview on Much Music. Mariah Carey was being interviewed by Master T, and he was like, "Oh, it's it's a little super intimate interview." It's like, "Oh, it's my birthday. Can you sing Happy Birthday for me?" She's like, "No." <laughs> she shut it. It's like, "Oh, but you know, it's like my thing." It's like, "No, I can't." I, but she was like, she was kind of bitchy about it. But as a singer, if it's Early in the morning, for her, it was probably sounded like her voice was still kind of like not warmed up. Mm-hmm. She'd been embarrassed herself by trying to sing "Happy Birthday" at exact moment, so I could see. But she could have just said, "It's too early, and I haven't warmed up." Or and something it's like so that. easy to embarrass yourself. People exactly. don't understand. Like, yeah. you remember a couple of years ago for New Year's, her monitor went out, yes. and she sang out of tune. Yeah, oh, it's, you do it. You do <laughs> you it get without monitors. Yeah. If you can't hear yourself, it's impossible to try know. to walk with your eyes closed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I yeah. I uh, I felt the same way. Like it's, it's people are so quick when they hear her being out of tune. But it's like you know she can sing. Like 
This isn't a question. So well, I think everybody has personal fears about their own abilities when they see somebody else fail. They're like, mm, okay, I'm a little more valid now. Right. I think we're all guilty of that a little bit. All I you guess. can do is recognize it. Um, but yeah, it was that marketability that, and right. I'm sure, I'm sure there were also issues with like young girls putting up boys to men posters on their walls and their dads walking in and being like, what the Nuh-uh-uh. fuck is and, but not that, in my house? But that is marketability, right? For sure. So, I mean, what, you bring up a good point. It's sad, but you're absolutely right. Who The people you, if you're marketing to the masses, the masses prefer a particular look. And that was, you know, it's easier to package Backstreet Boys and InSync to the masses than it is, like you said, boys to men. Yeah. And then that the, the one funny part where one of them's like, I just want to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah, because I always wondered what happened to him, the, the bass guy, because he was just like, he was there and then he wasn't there anymore. And it's like, yeah, he just wanted to go back to be an accountant. We're like, wow. That was his dream. Hey, That's so crazy. It is. Hey, I, I but it's good. We it. need accountants. Yeah. It's My, just, yeah. how do you go from like boys to men and you're like, eh, this is cool, but really want to just like, you know, balance some checkbooks or whatever accountants do yeah yeah i mean power to him like he might be the only happy member yeah (laughs) but no they have um they have vegas now right right they have a vegas run yeah so that's awesome which i don't know why artists have a problem with vegas i think that might be the best gig ever People are like, oh, it's where you go to die. Is it though? You get to raise your family. You get to play to a full house every night. Yeah. Your likeness is pasted on buildings, you know, the size of, of Transformers. Yeah. Like what what else do you want? Like Wayne Newton was his name, right? He's like the king of Vegas. Do you think he he had like a was it Wayne Newton? Wayne? Wayne Newton. Wayne. Do you remember that guy? He was like in the 80s. He was Mr. Vegas. Like he was the Vegas guy. And they still tried to make fun of people like him that went there, even when uh, Celine Dion went. It's like she made $100 million. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like, that's where they go to die. Let me die then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wayne Newton is he was like the big famous guy in Vegas that just had that show, residency basically. Mm -hmm. And then Celine did it. And then someone else did it. Britney Spears did it. Britney did it. And then it was like, oh, it's not so bad. Now people are doing, you know, not as long residencies, but there are people that still do long, uh, like month, two month residencies. It's it's a great. Why not? Great Touring idea. is awful. Yeah. Even if even if you're you're if you're like a touring uh, indie band, it's just terrible, and you live in your van and you freeze at night. But if you're a big artist, it still sucks. Yeah. Like look up interviews of Michael Jackson talking about touring. He hates it. You don't know where you are some days. You're just like, everything you're, starts to look the same. You're, you're jet lagged. People just tell you what room to go to and when. Right. Your family's not there. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah. You have a regimented schedule of when you get to hug people and sign things. And, right. uh, and then you got to work up the energy to go do that big show. It's yeah. fun, but it's... We have to deliver every night. Some right. nights, Yeah. But yeah, if, at least if you're a resident. But then you have to live in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and Vegas can be a very scary, dangerous place for any human being. If you're there long enough, at least. If Yeah, if CSI Vegas tells me anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. I uh, Have you been to Vegas? I have not. I'd like to go. Mm, it's great. It's weird because it's one of those places where you could go with your guys 
and you could go with just your lady and have a good time where mm. there's not a lot of places you can kind of do that. It's really expensive though, right? No matter what you're doing, you got to shell out a pretty penny. Not necessarily. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. But you drink for free. <laughs> as long as you're like, you put five bucks down on like a- Really? Yeah, all alcohol is free at the casino. Alcohol is so cheap everywhere else. It's probably a good thing. Because mm. we have- Less drunk people fighting, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant it was a good thing to have alcohol cheap and accessible. So, no, no, no. when it's because in other countries, it's like a bottle of vodka can be like a toonie, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It's like, oh, no wonder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so much unrest. Right. Because, you know, when things go bad, if you got a toonie, you can get a bottle of vodka. And yeah, and then you just stop caring. Yeah. And you can drink outside. And people do criticize Canada for having. Uh, expensive liquor and our um, last call laws for yeah. 2 a.m. But proof is in the pudding. We have a lot less drunk kerfuffles in the streets. They still happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I mean, if somebody is drinking, they're drinking, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, let's not make it as easy for everybody. I agree. It's <sighs> like the uh, gun situation. Oh, my you God. Know, just- Did you hear about that? Yeah, the thousand percent tax. No. So they're, that's the thing about the bigger the ship, the harder it is to steer. Absolutely, yep. And America is a big ship. Real big. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, people are just ingrained in what their grandparents told them yeah. and they just won't back down. Right. And Biden's pissed. I mean, we've heard things before, but he's like, amendments can be changed. And by the way, back then you couldn't buy a cannon with your <laughs> second amendment. Right, there right. was a limit. He had some good posts actually. There was another one that was actually really poignant. I was like, wow. And I never Uh, thought about the cannon thing because it's true. You couldn't just buy a catapult, you know? If you need it. limits. Yeah. And I think they're, yeah, it's not that they want to even take away things. It's just, it should be harder and it it should be more, uh, it shouldn't be as accessible as it is right now. Absolutely. They're proposing to raise the minimum age for weapon ownership to 21 yeah it just makes me think like what they had like 18 year olds just buying a gun dude um, have you ever seen like there's a phenomenon of like gun shows that's where, where the they problem just hand is. you guns yeah and stuff. that's where the problem you open is. a bank account you get a gun I've literally seen that. it's nuts like there's like some of the ways they work around the rules is just like well you guys aren't trying to fix this gun problem if you've seen bowling for columbine exactly i don't know if you remember it yeah yeah but dude. michael moore Got open a bank account and got a gun. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. And yeah, so so they're proposing because again, if if this wasn't such a big ship to steer and there were so many right. contraries, you could That's be why like, Australia was able to do it really quickly. Australia right? went no more guns. They took everybody's guns and they there's photos. They like bent the barrels and they destroyed all the guns in Australia. Really? And then no knife more mass fights. shootings. Oh. <laughs> knife fights. Sure, <laughs> knife fights. Yeah. Good luck, you know, doing a mass stabbing. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, knife. that's so, the point. So that's why they're, they they want to do um, a thousand percent tax on the AR-15. Mm. And what's really weird about the AR-15, and that's an argument that it sort of gets lost because the non-gun people say it's an assault weapon. Doesn't and, AR stand for assault rifle? Nope, not at all. And that's what people think as yeah. well. I forget what it stands for, but it's mm. not assault rifle. Interesting. It's like the manufacturer's name or something. Uh, um, and it's not an automatic weapon. Is that the same for AKs as well? Alexander Kalashnikov. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, Alexander? I think Alexander. Alexei? Alexei Kalashnikov, maybe? Same I name. don't know. <laughs> it's made up. Um, and, and that gun 
is not an assault rifle, but it looks like an assault rifle. Right. And that makes a lot of, you know, trigger happy people go, oh, that looks pretty cool. I want one of those. So that's really what the AR-15 is all about. So now they're proposing a thousand percent tax on it. So my, that might help. Yeah, it would be harder to to get your hands on one for sure. Yeah. I just, uh, there's also the argument that other countries have like per, like they're, I forget what the term is, but the amount of guns they have compared to the amount of people is still really high in some other countries and they don't have the amount of gun violence that the U.S. does. Yeah, we've heard that argument. Like Canada has more guns. Israel. So it, 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 yeah, but it's different. Because you're giving are, it to military there, professionals. Yeah, there are a lot of factors involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, first of all, in Israel, you get trained up the wazoo before you, you, you're given a gun. Yeah. And then you're trained on trigger discipline and you're really punished if you don't follow it. There's right. a, and there, there's an actual enemy, you know, like yep. with with American isolationism, they're like, we have to protect ourselves against what enemy? Who? Right. You're, right. You're, there's an ocean on either side. Who's coming after you? Your neighbor? Well, if you're both disarmed, what are we doing here? No yeah. one's going to be like, oh, those two guys make a good point. Right. Nobody cares. <laughs> we all have our opinions and that's it. Um, <coughs> hopefully it changes because... America's a, a little, it's like modern, but not. They got rid of slavery kind of last. Mm, yeah. The whole gun thing is ha still happening. It, it, big ships take longer to turn. It's a great point. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Big ships are hard to turn. But they can turn. Unless they hit an iceberg, they do eventually turn. It just takes a long time. Fair enough. Or a big tragedy. Or an iceberg. And, or an iceberg, right. Whatever. Yeah. And that's... uh. Yeah, I think they all see the iceberg. They still are just kind not of not everybody sees it. No, so people are like, "That's open land. It's a, right. it's an optical illusion. Enough, God yeah. is with us." And you know, full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Okay, before we go, we got to give our recommendations. Okay, well, I'll start with mine because I kind of gave it away already. You did. So there's an artist named Idan Reichel. I D A N. R-A-I-C-H-E-L, the Idan Reichel Project. And what he did was really cool. So he's an Israeli musician mm -hmm. uh, and he was really interested. Every album is different, but his first album, he was really interested in traditional Ethiopian music. And he, he basically has like around 50 to 80 artists on every album. And it's all collaborations with people of different cultures. Okay. But with, with modernity, he's performed for Obama before with his wow. crew. Like he, it's really, really nice. So okay. look up uh, his first, second, third albums, uh, the Dan Reichel Project. If you want to hear a lot of different creativity and a lot of different languages from a lot of different people um, and electronic elements, reggae elements, uh a little bit of everything except for English. There's no English. Um, highly recommended. Really? What about you? I would recommend a gentleman. He's not, it's not really unknown, but he kind of is. His name's Labyrinth. Okay. Have you heard of him? Mm -mm. Really, really great new artist that I just kind of got hip to. And uh, he's starting to get some steam. So I'm sure he will be pretty famous in the next little bit or maybe that's just me i just feel like wow this guy's amazing he's gonna be the next michael jackson it never turns out that way but um i think he's really dope and he's definitely on all you know the digital streaming platforms so you should definitely if you get a chance check out labyrinth i think jealous was the first one i heard but uh i don't remember the name if or even if he has an album yes he does imagination and the misfit kid check that out 
And I got to tell you, your last recommendation, Xavier Omar, mm. really good. I like him a lot. Really, really good. I'm glad you liked him. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's got a lot of really, really, really great music. That's, that's dope. And uh, yeah, I already told you. I listened to your recommendation before you recommended it. The Sutfin. Which one was it? Sutfin. Am I saying that right? Oh, Sufian. Sufian. I yeah. always say it wrong. Why does it look like Sutfin to me? Because <laughs> his parents were hippies. Mm. That's why. <laughs> Is that an Israeli name? No, I think it's Arabic. Got you. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. So let's uh, end this. Do you got any gems that you want to leave the audience with before we go? Or fun fact? Okay. Yeah. I've learned something new about black holes. They mm. don't just suck in material. They also suck in space. Think about that until next week. Bye. Bye. Pew, pew. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.